beliefs that we have about ourselves or beliefs that we hold in our life, they're just thoughts that we've kept thinking. Like they're our most practiced thoughts. So if you're wanting to build a new belief about yourself or like even just shifting into that state of like, I am a person who cares about how I feel, all of that just takes practice. So the more you repeat those thoughts, that's how they become your beliefs. I'm Dr. Nicole Byers, clinical psychologist and neuroscience nerd, and you're listening to The Bold Life Podcast, the podcast for ambitious overachievers and recovering perfectionists who feel stretched thin and overwhelmed trying to do it all. As a recovering perfectionist with big career goals, I know how frustrating it can feel to never have enough time in your day or to endlessly procrastinate because you lack the confidence to take action. I spent years understanding how our brains work and the mental habits that get in our way. Each week, I'll share actionable strategies and guest interviews to help you get relief from your to-do list, build your confidence, and reach your goals. If you want to learn how to thrive both at home and at work, you're in the right place. When you were little, did you ever dream of being a professional dancer or athlete? I know I did. And that's why I'm so excited to be joined on the show today by Broadway dancer Kelly Youngman to talk about how to keep your confidence even in the face of rejection. Kelly is a life coach and Broadway performer living in New York City. She began dancing at the age of three and received her BFA in dance from Fordham University. Kelly has performed on Broadway in The King and I and Anastasia, in addition to touring across the U.S., performing regionally, and on cruise ships. Her mission is for everyone to know and celebrate their true worthiness in order to create anything you want. In this episode, Kelly shares strategies to keep your brain focused on the future when you start to slip back into self-doubt, how she balanced her time and energy working full-time pursuing her dance career, and how to develop confident beliefs about yourself so you can keep going when you're stuck in the suck and feel like you're not making any progress towards your goals. Okay, let's dive in. Well, hello, Kelly. Welcome to the show. Hi, thank you for having me. Thank you so much for being here. I am really excited for this conversation. So I know a little bit about you, but our listeners might not know a lot about you. Can you start us off? Tell us a little bit about what got you interested in dance and a little bit about your career. Yeah. So I actually started dancing when I was three years old. My mom signed me and my sister up for a mommy and me dance class. And we are, my sister and I are very close in age because I'm adopted. And so I used to always dance with the teacher and my sister would dance with my mom as her partner. So ever since that moment, I, my mom could just see that I loved it. And I was like, I guess a natural at it, as they would say. So I just really danced all of my life, um, all the way through high school, um, through college, I got my BFA in dance and then started working professionally. That's fantastic. So it definitely sounds like that spark was there almost right away for you, that love. Hey, uh-huh. yes, for sure. And I can imagine I did, I kind of dabbled in sports when I was younger, is I guess what I would say. But even with my dabbling, it's a big time commitment, especially growing up. Can you talk a little bit about what that was like, how you managed your time? Kind of what was that schedule like for you? Yeah. I mean, it's so fascinating too, because I look back at it and I'm like, wow, I really did that for so many years. But I started 
um, you know, like when you're growing up, you're dancing more, but it's like after school activities. So it's like you go to school, you go to dance, you come home, you do your homework and you just do that for like, I don't know, I must have done that like almost six days a week at one point when I was in high school. Um, And then even like we had additional classes on Sundays, but I feel like what that translated into was, you know, then you're you're training in college and you have dance classes all day, academics. And it's like, it is finding that balance, um, which I think also can be a little jarring sometimes when you leave that sort of academic setting and then you find yourself navigating your own time and it's not so condensed and like very regimented. Right. Right. And so then you're starting to learn how do I manage my own time? How do I balance working a job to make money while I'm still auditioning? And then, of course, once you get to the professional level, then it is like this whole other realm of like managing your time in a different way. Yeah. I never really thought about it like that, but you're absolutely right. Especially when we're still in school, whether it's when we're younger or when in college, our days are still pretty structured, aren't they? We have Mm -hmm. to attend classes at a certain time. And so here's the only time that's left for those extracurriculars and those passions. So you just make it work. But you're right. Once that structure is lost, that's a lot of work for our brains to try and figure out, isn't it? Yeah. And I think, um, I know for me, that definitely was like, okay, like, I think even just, you know, now that I'm older and as a coach, I feel like I have more understandings of like how we perceive our time. But I think that especially in like the busyness of things and like the running from auditions to performances and all that stuff, I feel like there can be moments where you really have to prioritize yourself and your your mental wellness and all of those other things to make sure you're maintaining yourself in order to achieve all the things you want to achieve. Yeah, absolutely. Can you share a little bit about how you did that? Are there some strategies that you would really recommend for folks for prioritizing our own mental and emotional well-being? Yeah. So for me, this all started when I read You Are Badass by Jen Sincero. Like many of us, that book changed my life and it just opened me up to the importance of how I'm thinking and taking care of myself. Um, so I really just started thinking about what would make me happy, right? And maybe that's morphed over the years, but I feel like now that's the question I ask myself is like, what would make me really happy right now? And even just thinking about how we approach our physical, mental well-being as not like something we do when the tank gets low, but something that we're doing to keep our energy and to maintain all of that all the way so that we're never getting to that like empty place and doing it to fill back up, but rather that it's like this thing that we're doing all of the time. So like, and rest included, right? So that we're doing that as part of how we're allowing ourselves to show up as our fullest self. Mm -hmm. I, I know that's something that a lot of folks in our community struggle with. We're a bunch of recovering overachievers and perfectionists here <laughs> on The Bold Life. And I know you said it's a little bit easier now at this stage in your life, but can you talk a little bit about how you made that transition to being able to prioritize making that time for yourself? Because I know for me and for a lot of us, like I said, it's something that we don't think about until it's almost too late, right? How do we get around that? I think it's just by like building it in, making it a habit, but also seeing the impact of it, right? Like deciding now who you're going to be on the other side of it, 
right? And it's like, it, it does take a little bit of work in the beginning to get started, but it's like, all right, maybe just sitting and like, I mean, I meditate now often, but like in the beginning, it was like, I'm just going to sit. I'm going to try to breathe. I'm just going to try to focus. And it's just like looking. I think that's the thing, right? Like looking for ways and strategies to start supporting yourself. Um, But truly, I think it's just like, again, that shift of noticing that like how you feel matters. It's truly like what you're thinking and feeling is what creates your life. And when I started seeing the impact of like, oh, if I am just like, complaining like a little bit less today, that actually made my day better. Or if I'm like telling myself I can do this, like starting with mantras, I think was a lot of my entry point of like, oh yeah, I am talented. I can do this. I am on the path to being who I want to be. Those little touch points throughout the day, I think were really helpful for me in the beginning. But I think it starts with even just identifying as someone of like, I am someone who takes care of myself. I think when you're changing it, you know, there's so many people who talk about this, but when you change it at an identity level, it makes it a little bit easier to like honor those commitments of like, okay, I'm going to give myself a full day off. I am the type of person who gives myself rest. I'm the type of person who you know, eats well and I move my body from love. And I know my thoughts are a little bit like all over, but I think that also was a really important shift. It's like, I'm not doing these things to punish myself. I'm doing all of these things, whether it's drinking water, moving my body, you know, thinking good thoughts about myself. Like I'm doing all of this because I love myself and because I feel worthy of having a life where I am energized and happy and just like joyful, right? I think that's like a huge thing that helped me as well. Yeah, I love that. And I know we've talked about that on the show a little bit as well, that concept of identity and how much that matters for what we're prioritizing in our life. Because I, had, I hadn't really thought about it this way until a couple of years ago when I had a friend talk about goal setting and identity. And I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Mind blown. I never thought about this before, but it really makes sense, right? Because we talk on the show a lot about our beliefs that hold us back. And then so using our identity of I'm a person who does this, I'm a person who prioritizes my self-care or prioritizes myself really helps foster some of those more positive beliefs in that way. Is that right? Yes, 100%. And like anything, thoughts and beliefs, like beliefs that we have about ourselves or beliefs that we hold in our life, they're just thoughts that we've kept thinking. Like there are most practice thoughts. So if you're wanting to build a new belief about yourself or like even just shifting into that state of like, I am a person who cares about how I feel, all of that just takes practice. So the more you repeat those thoughts, that's how they become your beliefs. I wrote that down. Beliefs are our most practiced thoughts. I really like that. I think that is a great way to think about it. And I know you mentioned that already a little bit too, but kind of where that focus goes, right? So are we focusing on those thoughts that are going to help us move forward towards our goals? Or are we focusing on those thoughts that come up a lot, especially for those of us who are maybe a bit self-critical or tend to be a little bit hard on ourselves? When we focus on those thoughts, it really can just amplify them in that way. Yeah. I work with my clients on this too, but it's like, just think about, right? Like I remember back in like the beginning of my career and it's like, oh, 
there's so many people at this audition. There's only one spot. Are they even looking? And it's like when you're thinking those kinds of thoughts, just think about how it makes you feel in your body, right? Like, and whatever that might be for your listeners of like, oh, I'm probably not going to get this or, you know, like they're not even looking. They don't, they're not, they don't want me or whatever those thoughts are. Like, it just doesn't feel good. Right. And so you, like when you're feeling that way, you're not in the space of like excited to be there or excited to engage with life or hopeful about what's coming, right? Like it totally changes the way you feel, which then also impacts the next steps you take versus if you're at an audition and it's like, there's a lot of people you're like, wow, look at all these talented, amazing people. Like there's enough opportunity for all of us. Like we all have a space. We're all talented and like not to the space where you have to like believe in others more than you believe in yourself. But it's like, there is a space that you can go to that just feels good. So it's like finding the thoughts that feel good. So you can walk away from any situation knowing like I got what I came for. Like I did my best work today. Yes. Like this is getting me closer to my dream. This is all moving the needle. Like every time I show up for me, like it makes a difference. And when you're telling yourself those kinds of thoughts, you feel better. You feel more inspired. You feel, I think it just gives you permission to feel better about what's happening. Even if these circumstances don't look the way you think they should look or that you want them to look like when you believe you're still on the path, I think it just allows you to tap into more resiliency. And I know that's definitely been something that has helped me in my career as a performer. Yes, absolutely. I'm not sure if you've read Grit by Angela Duckworth. Have you read that book? No, I haven't. No, it's very good. I'd recommend it. I've talked about it on the show before and she, Grit is kind of, it's a lot like perseverance, but she talks about athletes a lot and especially uh, younger athletes. And she's done a lot of research on individuals who develop passions basically in high school, whether it's um, artistic, musical, athletic, and if they stick to them for a couple of years, it helps them develop this, she calls it grit or grittiness. It's really like perseverance that helps them kind of push through some of those tough times. And definitely sounds like that's something that, like you said, was really important for you, you know, even early on, I can imagine in your dance career. Yeah. And that's the thing, right? Is like, it all comes down to what we're willing to believe about ourselves. When we're willing to believe that whatever we're going for is actually possible. I remember for like year, I mean, like after I graduated college, there were a few years that I hadn't booked anything and I was teaching dance and, you know, waiting tables and doing all the things. But it was like this shift of like, okay, I'm just going to decide it's possible for me to be on Broadway. And so for like six straight months, I just would tell myself every day, I am a Broadway performer. I would visualize what that would feel like and who I would be and the things I would do in my life when I had that schedule. And I just started living as if it was already happening, right? Like I was just getting ready to be ready for that opportunity. And it's like in those moments, I think the thing that gives you the grit or the willingness to have that grittiness is like, oh, because what I want is going to be on the other side of this. 
Right. Like it's not for nothing. And I think I see a lot of, that's where I see a lot of people fall off because it's like, well, why am I even doing this? <laughs> What's the point? Yes. And like, we lose that vision of why we started in the first place and like, what's waiting for us. And like, the, the reason why we even started in the first place, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I know I can struggle with that sometimes as well, is it is hard to keep your brain focused on the future that way, especially when you're in the trenches, right? Like you're working for three years, you're you know waiting tables, you're going to audition after audition, and it is really hard to keep that mindset. I know you said you, you kind of start living as if you're already there. Were there any, you know, really specific strategies or can you tell me a little bit more about kind of what that might look like in your life to almost live like you're there already? Yeah. Well, so it's like tapping into, again, like I think the feeling state is so important. So it's like, oh, like when I was in that place, it's like, well, if I was on Broadway, I'd feel really successful. And I just feel so like, proud of myself and I'd be, you know, taking care of my body because I would want to be, you know, in great shape and stamina in order to be doing an eight show week. So like that's some of the things that allowed me to tap into like, okay, how do I want to feel and what are the things I can do to like bring those actions into the now? So like when it came down to it's like, okay, that means I'm like going to prioritize going to the gym. I'm going to start working out again. And it's like, okay, I'm going to like eat well because I need to nourish my body in order to have the energy for eight shows a week. Um, But really it's like, what would I be thinking about myself then? And how can I just give myself permission to think about it now? Right. And it's like, I think that's one way I, I would tap into it another way. Like even now, like right now I'm not in a show. So sometimes like I'll do my workouts at night. And whenever I do them at night, it always feels like I'm like, I tap into that energy of like, oh, I'm doing a show right now. And like, this is, this is the time I would be walking into the theater or or started, you know, walking on stage. I also used to like do these little visualizations too, of like when I was walking into my restaurant job, I would just imagine I was walking into the stage door, like every time I went in. So it was just like, yeah, I'm stepping into the role of being a server right now. And like, which just like finding little games. I think that's the thing, right? Playfulness and like little games for myself to play so that it wasn't like this, like, where I was now didn't feel like it sucked, (laughs) but it's like, I wasn't thinking that there was better than here, right? Like I was finding ways to make here feel amazing, which is truly the only way you can start getting to where you want to be is like feeling good now. Right. Yeah. And developing some of those consistencies and habits too, right? Like you said, of even not just mindset related, even physically of, you know, I work out at this time because this is when I would have a show. And so that's training my mind and my body to get used to this. Even if I'm not in a show right now, I need to keep up with these habits because once I get to that point, it's going to be harder to get in shape. I can imagine if I'm out of shape at the moment. Yeah. And I think it's just still the idea of like, knowing that you can have like be, do or have whatever you want. And it's like, like when you really are like honest with yourself, what do I need to be doing to be ready for that? And I know in the beginning it was like, Oh, I'm doing all these auditions. And it was like a lot of that, like, wow, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like it's not working. And like, then I had to just like really be honest with myself and look at, well, what am I actually doing? Like I'm going through the motions of going to auditions but I'm not in belief that something's going to happen. I'm not in like my top 
most amazing, like I'm not as ready for these opportunities as I'm like trying to think I am. And I'm not doing the work. Like I really wasn't, I wasn't going to classes. I wasn't like, you know, I wasn't taking care of myself in the way that I would need to at that level. So it's like the more you can start doing that now, you become the person who you think you're going to be when you're there. Yeah. I really like that. I think that's a great thing to keep in mind because just like you said, sometimes we we get into this perhaps false belief that we are doing all the things we need to do. But if we're really you know, honest and take a close look at what are we actually doing, am I actually doing the things that are going to take me towards that goal? Or am I stuck in a pattern of, we talk about busy work a lot on the show. Am I stuck doing things that aren't really taking me closer to where I want to be, but are keeping me feeling really overwhelmed and stressed out? Yeah, a hundred percent. And I think that's where it's like, it can feel scary to have that level of honesty, but it's, I think that's what allows you to move into like the radical responsibility of like, who do I want to be? And I'm actually being that person now. Mm -hmm. I've been thinking a lot lately about kind of some of the mental resistance that we have that holds us back from taking those steps, right? And I know we've talked before on the show, I've shared about how our brains love to be comfortable. And that level of change is not always comfortable because it means a lot of work, right? It means going to the gym regularly. It means being really careful about what you eat if you know your body is so important for your career. It means continuing to go to these auditions, even if they're not successful or even if it takes 200 to get to that point. And our brains will put up a lot of resistance. Do you do you find yourself there sometimes? What's that resistance like for you? What do you do about it? Hell yes. I mean, I think <laughs> we all do that. And I think that's also part of like normalizing that we're always going to be up against that resistance because a hundred percent, our brains are like designed to keep us in safety and comfort. Yeah, And so it's like, when we start doing something totally different, it's like, wait a second, what's happening? And I feel like that's when it really comes back to like leaning on all of the habits that you've built for yourself, but also like leaning on the belief like letting yourself be willing to go to the place of believing. So I think so often we are trying to avoid the failure. I see this come up for myself and other people, like the discomfort of failure or feeling like we're wrong or feeling like people are going to have thoughts about us and we're going to be judged or all these other things. And really like we're just avoiding feeling things, right? It's like, oh, okay, yeah, that feels scary because if it doesn't go well, I might have to feel these ways, right? But it's like when we just are willing and we know that's part of the process, we know that's what we're signing up for, I think that it gives us that little bit of like, almost like expecting it. It's like very normal. This is part of the process. I always am like, I always think it's hilarious when myself and clients are like surprised. It's like, oh my God, why do I feel this way? What's happening? And it's like, of course you feel this way. Something didn't go well. You feel a little disappointed and like, it's totally fine. It's not a problem, right? But it's almost like we're like shocked that one, we're shocked that we don't feel good. We're shocked that it's happening again. And like, we're making it mean all these kinds of terrible things about ourselves. Like, oh, I guess I'm not as good as I thought I was. Or I'm like, I can't believe I thought that was possible. Like, I'm like stupid. I'm like, I don't know. And we start making it mean all these things instead of just like, okay, I'm on a journey to do something new. 
It's going to require a little bit of discomfort and like, that's okay. I'm, I'm willing to do all of those things to be who I want to be on the other side. For me, that shows up in lots of ways. But again, it's like just coming back to, I get to decide who I am. This is who I'm choosing to be. And this is why I want this in my life. And it's like, when you just are like so clear on that, it's like, oh yeah, all that other stuff, totally worth it. Not a problem. Yeah. (laughs) Because I know who I'm going to be on the other side. I know who I want to be. And I believe that it's all possible. Right. Like when I think that's like, I don't know. I always come back to the belief because I think if we believe it's possible, we're willing to do all of those things. And it's like in those moments of doubt, that's when it's like, okay, maybe this isn't worth it. Yeah. So coming back to that strong belief and that why, right? That motivation and why do I really want to do this? And how am I going to feel when I am successful? And reminding ourselves of what that will be like can help overcome that doubt in the moment. Yes. Yeah. I really like that you brought up. Our struggle, I don't know if struggle is the right word, but I think we think that we shouldn't feel bad things sometimes, yes. right? And I, I know I have heard this from so many folks. I have struggled with this too, is we don't want to feel bad. And then we feel like we shouldn't feel bad for whatever reason. It sounds like something that you work with a lot of your coaching clients on. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. And like, again, it's like the shoulds. Right. Like I shouldn't be feeling this. And it's like, then we're already adding this other layer of judgment and resistance on top of what we're already experiencing. And it's like, if we're not arguing, like I love Byron Katie and like, if we're not arguing with reality and it's like, if we're not telling ourselves this shouldn't be happening, we can just like be with where we are. We can welcome the feelings. We can feel the emotions. And it's like, again, I think then we just process those feelings and then we can move through them. We can decide how we want to feel after that. But trying to like shove all that down and like, one, pretend it's not happening. Two, try to like bypass it. Or three, just like, I don't even know, like avoid bypass. Like we're just trying to like escape all of that. And it's like, we're going to feel it no matter what. And when we're just, again, willing to, I think it shifts how we're feeling and how we're um, just perceiving even the feeling itself, right? We're not then perceiving it as good, bad, right, or wrong. It's just like, I'm experiencing this emotion and it's okay and it will pass. Yeah. And I'm still safe. Nothing's gone wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Like you said, really normalizing some of those experiences and then it makes them feel like less of a burden because it's not something that we need to avoid or try and stuff down, like you said, because it is just part of our normal human experience and it will pass. Yes. And I think also, like, I see this come up for performers a lot too. It's like that feeling of shame of like, I shouldn't be feeling this way or like, because I'm feeling this way, that's bad. And it's like, it's like just also releasing that and just being like, yeah, I love it. It's like, we're human. Yes. These are all the human emotions. We're going to have them all. Yes. Oh, I love that. That's fantastic. Uh, so I have started asking our guests for book recommendations because I love reading. And as you probably have noticed, a lot of my stories start with, so I was reading this book. What is one book that you would recommend or what are you reading right now? Okay. This is one book that has like truly changed my life in the last year. Okay. Um, I am such a fan of like law of attraction and like using your minds and your, you know, your mind and your thoughts intentionally. But this book 
happy pocket full of money. Okay. Truly opened my mind up into a whole nother realm. You know, it's about money, but it's not about money. It's about so much more than that. But it's really, I love the way they, that um, the author, David Cameron Gikani, I hope I'm, Gikandi, I hope I'm saying that right. Um, he just breaks it down in a way that I've never heard before. And it just like made so much sense for me. It made so many things click um, in terms of how our thoughts are really shaping our human experience. And especially with money and how we think about ourselves and our wealth consciousness and the way that we identify in the world in our own thoughts with our money can also like raise the cap for what we can make and create and tap into in, as far as abundance and all of that. Oh, I love that. I will definitely put that on my list and I'll put it in the show notes so folks can find it as well. I know. I have been learning a lot the past few years since starting my own business about my beliefs about money. A lot that I did not even realize that I had that really are, you know, holding me back and bringing out some of that, some of that fear, right? And how that is really impacting me. So something that I am always working on and I think is a fantastic area for all of us to continue to improve upon our beliefs and values about, about money and success and what that means, especially as women. Yes. Well, thank you so much for being on the show today. Of course. Thank you for having me. It's been so fun. (laughs) If folks want to learn more about you or they maybe want to work with you, where can they go to find out more? They can go to kellyyoungmanwellness.com, Kelly with an I. And I'm also on Instagram at the same handle, Kelly Youngman Wellness. Perfect. I'll put those links in the show notes as well so folks can just click on them to find you. Well, thank you one more time so much for being with us today. Of course. My pleasure. It was so much fun. And yeah, I hope it brings love and light to everyone's day that listens. Fantastic. All right, everyone. Thanks for listening. I'm Dr. Nicole Byers, and this is the Bold Life Podcast. Mm -hmm.